Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. Jesus is the Son of God. But what does that mean? Is He a Son of God the way all humanity are children or products of God? Does it mean that He is a Son of God the way Christians are children of God? No. Jesus is the only begotten of the Father. He was born of a virgin with no human father. God supernaturally fathered Jesus. But along with that, Jesus is God. Not a God, not God-like. He is eternally God, perfectly, divinely one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So to disparage Jesus, to speak falsely against Jesus, is to blaspheme against God. Today on Drawing Near, we take a look at how some falsely characterized Jesus and his work during his earthly ministry. So take your Bible and open it to Luke chapter 11 and join me as we study Refusing to See. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. And our Father in heaven, we thank you for your revelation of yourself, the way you make yourself known to us. You as Father, and then Jesus as Son, and then the precious Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for the clear revelation of this divine trinity. And although we don't perfectly understand it, we believe it. And Father, we pray that you will help us to understand how this affects what we're studying today. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We're going to begin today by reading Luke 11 verses 14 and 15. We're told, And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. So it was, when the demon had gone out, that the mute spoke, and the multitudes marveled. But some of them said he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Now this is an important passage of Scripture. In Matthew, I believe this same passage of Scripture, or one similar to it, accuses people of blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. But that's not what takes place here. Rather, what's taking place here is Jesus is casting out a demon, and and the individual who was possessed by the demon was mute, unable to talk. And we're told that when the demon had gone out, when Jesus had cast the demon out of this individual, that the individual who had been unable to speak before now could speak. The logical result from the multitudes is seen at the end of verse 14. The multitudes marveled. And that's exactly what should take place. It is amazing. It is beyond our comprehension how a human being can cast out a demon, how a person who is unable to talk one moment and then speaks another. It is so amazing that many individuals, when they see so-called miracle workers performing so-called miracles, question their legitimacy. And frankly, today we ought to. But just dealing with this passage, this is Jesus. And Jesus isn't doing this just once. And he's not doing it for television. And he's not doing it for money. He's going from city to city, healing, casting out demons among the people who had been around these afflicted individuals 
all of their lives. This wasn't a show. This person could not speak. The people, the multitudes, knew this person couldn't speak. And Jesus cast out a demon. After he does so, the multitudes marvel. But we're told in verse 15 something else happens. But some of them, some among the multitudes said, he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Now, in our introduction, I spent quite a bit of time talking about how Jesus is God, is the Son of God, and that how when you disparage Jesus, you are blaspheming against God. It's important for us to understand that Jesus is not an individual that you're allowed to have varying opinions about. We cannot agree to disagree. Either Jesus is God or he's not. And if he is God, then he is worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. If he is not God, then he's not just a good man or a good prophet. He is a liar because he claimed to be God. The scriptures clearly reveal that. If he's not God, then no matter what power he exhibits, it is not of God because he's a liar. But he's not a liar. He is the Son of God, full of grace and truth. He is the one that when you see him, you've seen the Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is God incarnate, God in the flesh. And so when he speaks, when he works, he is worthy not only of being marveled at or being filled with wonder regarding his deeds and his words, he is worthy of worship. He is worthy of denying everything else and following him. He is the pearl of great price. He is heaven come down to man. He is God in the flesh. So as the multitudes marvel, we are told in verse 15, but there were some among them, maybe some of the Pharisees or the Sadducees or the scribes, maybe some among the people who just didn't believe, but some among them says he casts out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of demons. Now notice what this says. They're not just disbelieving. They believe he casts out demons. They just deny the power with which he casts out demons. They say the power doesn't come from God. They say that he is not doing the work of God, that he's not a messenger or a prophet, let alone the son of God. They said he casts out demons, no doubt. But the power that he uses to cast out demons comes from Satan or Beelzebub. How is it that two different groups of people can see the same thing, see the same person, hear the same words, and arrive at two very different conclusions? It's simply because some are willing to accept the truth and others continue to deny it. Some come out of darkness and can see the light. Others cannot. Now, I'm not assuming that those who marveled became followers of Jesus, because you can marvel at what God does and not serve God. You can marvel at what Jesus does and yet not surrender, not trust in Jesus Christ. But they were willing to see the truth. Their eyes were opened that this is not someone who is doing something in and of his own power, but that God is at work in him, and they marveled. But others, refusing to see, remaining in their self-deception, they claimed that the power with which Jesus did this was a power of darkness. It was satanic power. Now, Jesus is going to deal with their accusation a little later, 
But we need to identify this today, that there are those who can hear the gospel and believe, and those who can hear the same gospel and reject. There are those who can see God clearly at work in our world and believe, and some who reject. Some accept God's presence, others reject God's presence. Some accept that Jesus is God incarnate, others reject it. And it is something that happens all around us. But notice this, those who reject God don't simply say, I don't believe. When they reject God, so often they attribute evil to the one who does things, who says things in the name of God. Jesus causes great division. You cannot be neutral about Jesus. God himself says in the book of Revelation, you are either hot or cold. Because being neutral, being lukewarm, being somewhere in the middle, God will spew that individual out of his mouth. Utterly reject him. Let's pray that we give God the glory for what God does. That we give Christ and the Holy Spirit glory for what they do. That we not only marvel, but we trust and obey. We follow. Let's pray that we will not be deceived or remain in darkness for any tiny moment but fully and completely see, believe, and follow. These did not. Well, at least some of them did not. Father in heaven, help us to recognize your works, to recognize your presence in this world, and to acknowledge and give you glory. But help us, Father, to worship you as your servants, as your followers, completely yielded to you. And Father, help us also when we seek to follow you, to speak in your name, to serve in the name of Jesus. Help us, Father, to recognize that there will be some who will not understand, some who will reject, and others who may even violently reject the work that we do or the work that you do in and through us. This is not new. It's been going on from the beginning. Cain kills Abel because Cain's deeds are evil, and Abel's were good. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Lord Jesus, his presence, the way he perfectly makes you known. Guide us today as we seek to walk with you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.